You're listening to the Annuity Agents Podcast with Anthony Owen. Anthony is the co-founder of a $20 million per year annuity agency, president of Annuity Agents Alliance and Annuity Innovation Systems, co-founder of Safe Money Radio Marketing, and monthly contributor to ThinkAdvisor. Each week, Anthony and his partners at Annuity Agents Alliance update you on the annuity business with marketing, sales tools, sales process, and case design strategies. Before we get started, hit that like button and subscribe so you don't miss information that will help you build your annuity business. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Annuity Agents Podcast. Uh, If you're uh, tuning in, thank you for joining us. Uh, Please go ahead and like, subscribe, do whatever you have to do wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you'd like a copy of the notes, just look for a link at the bottom. It's also on our website, annuityagentsalliance.com. You can find the notes there. Uh, Today, I'm going to be doing a little bit something different. I'm going to be dividing uh, this next podcast into three parts. And uh, the topic of this podcast is maximizing your opportunity in the golden age of annuities. I told you guys when we started uh, rebooting this podcast, I was going to pull back some of our archived information and reintroduce it to you. Uh, Cause some of this stuff just never changes. And it's, it's, uh, it's just as important today as it was back then. And I've been doing presentations and trainings for well over a decade. And so t- sometimes I like to dust off some of this stuff and, reintroduce it because we're working with new partners all the time. Uh, We're bringing on partners in a record level this year and uh, uh, myself and all uh, the recruiters, we got helping those guys. Um, We want to make sure they hear some of this information that maybe we have shared in the past. Uh, But today, once again, maximize the opportunity in the golden age of annuities. What is your share of the baby boomer bubble? And I have this little chart here where uh, in 2022 here, just getting going, uh, if you're listening to us in the future, and uh, we are currently experiencing uh, one of the largest demographic bubbles in, in the history of America, which is called the baby boomer bubble. And since 2012 or so, we've been seeing an exponential growth in the number of uh retirees turning age 65, and we are just starting to hit the apex of that. Uh, We start to head into a downtrend in 2027, but basically for the last decade or so, we have had uh, the wind completely at our backs in the retirement industry. Uh, If your business is not growing uh, it's not because the market's not growing. And if your business starts growing, that could be an indication of some processes, some partnerships, um, some marketing, um, some sales uh, processes, things like that, that you might want to look at. Uh, because if you're not participating in growth with the wind at your back, then uh, that means that uh, you might be doing some things that need improvement. So, uh, we want we want you to all appreciate, uh, participate in in this uh, demographic bubble as much as possible, and that's why we're here. So, I'm going to go into some things. You know, a lot of you know when I helped build our personal production agency, and and then through the experience of this FMO, I found it's really important 
to hold yourself accountable and have uh, processes defined, uh, have your mission statements defined, uh, know exactly when you say marketing, know what that means. When you say sales process, know what that means. Uh, be able to keep track of all of your expenses and revenues, the number of leads you get in, uh, the, you know, the amount of times you had to call that person, how many times you met with that person, how many times it took you to have appointments to close, what your average case size was, what your closure rate was. In other words, measuring your business, setting goals, defining your processes and holding yourself accountable uh, to those definitions. So you don't end up blaming things other than yourself, because we all have, you know, in this business and in life, we have plenty of opportunities to blame things that have nothing to do with uh, our own actions, but that doesn't really help us improve. And I've always found that taking personal responsibility for your own actions, even when you're dealt a bad hand, uh, gives you a chance to make improvements, uh, even when challenges were thrown your way. So uh, one of the things I like to look at in my business and help our partners look at is what is the biggest expense in your business? And you know, when I'm talking in, at conferences and stuff, the most common answer I'll get on the biz, biggest expense in your business is marketing. And Boy, has that become a big expense. I mean, we've seen internet leads go from $100 per lead when we started running leads, and we've seen some of them go up to $400 uh, per lead, and uh, radio has gotten a lot more expensive. Workshops have uh, doubled or even tripled in, in cost, and there's some ways to keep your costs down on that. Uh, but you know, like we don't do dinner workshops. We've never really been involved in that side of the business, trying to keep the cost down, maybe smaller audience, but an audience that's, uh, more focused on what, uh, you want to say rather than the food. And, um, but expenses have gone up. And so, you know, when I ask what the most expensive thing in your business, the most common answer I get is marketing. And uh, the truth is that that's not true. And we have partners in our business that are doing 50 million a year that have marketing expenses of a couple hundred thousand dollars. And even in their businesses, you know, with the marketing expenses of over $200,000, uh, that is not the biggest expense in their business. The biggest expense in their business is opportunity loss. And how does that manifest itself? Uh, failure to close. You know, if we go out and meet with a client and they got a million dollars and and we don't close a $700,000 annuity out of it, uh, how much money did we lose from that uh, opportunity loss? You know, what if they have $3 million and it could have been a $2 million sale? Well, there goes $140,000 in uh, commissions, uh, potentially. And so the opportunity loss of failing to close, uh, it's an opportunity loss for the client too, because we were out there to help them protect their money and create guaranteed income and deal with things like spousal survivorship and long-term care and legacy planning. And uh, maybe because we failed to close that client 
uh, ended up keeping their money in the market and experiencing the next massive market downturn and turning that 3 million into 1.5 and in the process of spending down due to need for income or RMDs and then experiencing uh, the consequences of sequential rate of return risk. So our failure to close was not only an opportunity loss for us, but is an opportunity loss for the client because we failed to compel them in a way that helped them solve a problem with the solution that we we're pre presenting. So uh, opportunity losses go uh, not just uh, against our bottom line, but also against the bottom line of the client. Uh, what about failure to maximize case size? Uh, we've been very fortunate the last five years. We've really been working on refining our sales processes and, and uh, the agents that partner with us uh, get uh, express access to our five-step sales process and the software and the case design that we do to help them build cases. And we've been closing cases uh, many times into the million dollars, uh, $5 million, uh, so on and so forth even working on some big, big, bigger cases than that. Uh, we're uh, now working uh, through our partnerships as an approved uh, distributor of Kaizen for premium financing. So the case sizes are getting quite large, but you know, this say you fail to maximize case size, your client has $3 million and you walk away with a hundred or a $200,000 uh, annuity and you know that might make you feel good that you made a sale but you know how much revenue did you lose by maybe selling a product instead of selling uh, a solution to a problem and doing a full comprehensive case design and uh, selling the client on a major problem that needs to be solved or several major problems that need to be solved and and not getting that case size up or failure to close in the shortest period possible you know, in other words, is your process helping a client understand and like your solution as quickly as possible so they can make a decision quickly? Or are you confusing to the client? Are you not compelling them with concept? Are you getting into the weeds on explaining indexes and how the trying to get the client to understand every single aspect of the product rather than how it's going to benefit them? and turning what could have been a two or three appointment process into a five or six appointment process. It's only so many hours in a day and you and I, we have the same problem 24 hours in a calendar day. And if, you know, I can uh, have a closure rate of 33%, a case size of around 400,000 and close uh, my clients in two to three appointments and your closure rate's 25% and your case size is around 150,000, it takes you four to five appointments to close, there's gonna be a massive difference in the productivity levels we have. Uh, you know, We get partners that come to us all the time, they say they wanna do 12 to 15 million a year or more. And uh, honestly, if their case size is 25%, their closure rate's under 200,000, it is literally impossible to get to those levels. You will kill yourself in that process because you're just going to run out of hours in the day. And so increasing your closure size and your case size and decreasing the number of appointments to close uh, is uh, pivotal in getting to those higher levels of production because you're going to become more efficient and get a better use of your time, give you more time to meet with more people and, uh, and uh, get a better return on your time. Um, how a failure to manage uh, activities that create opportunity, you know, your marketing, uh, 
you know, this is where, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the industry has turned into distributors of product, not marketing and sales organizations. So sometimes you don't get a lot of help in this area. And it can take a lot of time to manage uh, activities that create opportunity. For example, you know, we've had a lot of uh, partners come on board and do our radio show because our radio show takes all of the effort out of your hands. Once you record, you're done. The content rotates and uh, is evergreen and it's a fire forget process. Once you've recorded your content, basically you're going to be on the radio for the next five to 10 years without uh, any additional maintenance potential. Uh, whereas if you're doing a live show, you got to do it every single week. And that becomes a huge management issue of content and the time it takes. And it's time you could be meeting with your clients. So the key here is when you're looking at your business, the last thing you should be thinking about is the reduction in expenses. You should be looking at the reduction and the mitigation of opportunity loss because that is where your biggest exposure to loss is. You cannot save your way to success in this business. Uh, that is impossible. Uh, the partners that I see trying to do that, you know, they're basically working off existing client bases, working referrals. Uh, they might be highly profitable, uh, but they are not gonna be massively productive. The opportunity loss they're experiencing by not marketing and by not learning how to capitalize on marketing is super expensive. Uh, you know, it just doesn't show up as a line item in your, in your uh, profit and loss. And, uh, you know, it doesn't show up in your check register. So it can, it can give you a false impression that you're not losing anything, but you actually are. So, you know, let's define some things. Uh, and uh, the first thing we're gonna define is marketing. And that might be seem like a self-evident word, like why would you need to define marketing? Well, if you're gonna do it and you're gonna spend money on it, it's important for you to understand what it is. So here's my definition of marketing and you can steal it anytime you like, uh, unless you're using it <laughs> in your organization to train agents. But uh, if you're just a personal producer, uh, grab this and use it. Uh, marketing is an opportunity to demonstrate persuasive persuasive and compelling sales skills that convert the risk of capital expenditures into the reward of profitable revenues. So marketing is the expense of creating opportunity. And it's just an expense until you do something with that marketing. So uh, I was just talking to some partners that were coming on board today and and one of the compelling conversations we had that really moved the needle on them wanting to work with us is that they'd been with so many different organizations. And every time they went with a, uh, another organization, all they did is they just threw marketing at them. And they threw that marketing out at them as if that marketing was the answer to the success of their business. And I don't believe marketing is the answer to the success in your business. I believe it's a starting point. Uh, you know, just because you cross the start line doesn't mean you're going to start the across the finish line. And so, you know, our goal is a as a consultative and mentoring organization is to not just help you get started and help you start spending money, but to help you capitalize on those expenditures. Um, 
And the demonstration of skill is the mon monetization of opportunities. So marketing is just an opportunity to demonstrate skill. And what do I mean by demonstrate skill? Well, I mean, have an effective, compelling, productive sales process. So if you demonstrate skill, you monetize marketing. And it's funny, a lot of uh, agents have a uh, kind of a love-hate relationship with their marketing because they see it as uh, an opportunity to lose money rather than an opportunity to make money. Um, so there has to be a conversion of opportunity. And when you have that experience, when you spend your money and then you get money back, that's when you have a successful marketing program. Uh, it doesn't change the opportunity though. And that's really important because uh, a lot of guys and gals judge their marketing based on their demonstration of skill. So what I like to say is don't be a victim of marketing entitlement. What does that mean? Well, you know, these days it seems like uh, someone can protest just about anything, right? Uh, even AOC can tell us to stop killing buffalo for their wings, uh, you know, and she's a scholar, so she probably knows what she's talking about. But uh, what I find in this business is that uh, a lot of our partners want to protest their marketing. And what does that look like? It, you know, they hold up a sign uh, I would hold up the sign saying, stop killing marketing because of leads. In other words, they get a lead. They don't like it. They don't think the lead is any of any quality. And then they want to stop marketing and they want to kill their marketing because of their leads. And, uh, what I would like to ask is that entitlement creeping into your business. So what does that mean? You know, that's, Let's look again at some definitions here, an opportunity to demonstrate persuasive and compelling skill that converts the risk of capital expenditures, expenditures into the reward of profitable revenues. So it's the opportunity. And when you get entitlement in your marketing, uh, what happens is you think that marketing equals monetization. In other words, if I spend money, then I should get money back. But the problem with that entitlement is it eliminates you as a part of that equation. Uh, you know, this is not a marketing equals monetization. It's marketing plus skill equals the demonstration of skill equals monetization. So that's where we're going to end part one. And we'll go into some other things and show you uh, how simple this business, it's not easy, but how simple this business is. And uh, then how, what we can do to demonstrate uh, skill when it comes to marketing. So uh, thanks for joining us today. Once again, if you want to copy the notes, just look in the links below, like, subscribe, and join us on the next podcast. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Annuity Agents Podcast with Anthony Owen. For more information on how Annuity Agents Alliance will help you build your annuity business, go to annuityagentsalliance.com. If you're watching on YouTube, please do us a favor and don't forget to hit that like button. Also, don't forget to subscribe and ring that bell to be notified of future podcasts. If listening on a podcast channel, please leave your rating and review if you like the show.
The information and opinions expressed here by third parties or guests are believed to be reliable, but the information cannot be verified or guaranteed by Annuity Agents Alliance. The opinions of guests do not necessarily represent those of Annuity Agents Alliance or its partners. The prior information does not represent tax, legal, or investment advice and is for licensed financial professional use only.